Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode features two esteemed NCG coaches, Catherine Freeman and Jerry Block. Jerry joins Catherine to bring his expertise and years of experience to the table regarding behaviors and accountability of business development. This is all about relationship building. Whether you have someone in your company devoted to business development or you view it as a group effort amongst members of the sales team and beyond. We know relationship building can seem more challenging than ever in a COVID world and Catherine and Jerry are here to help you adapt and thrive in the current environment. Thanks for listening and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. Well, thanks very much, Carter, for that fantastic introduction. Really appreciate you handling all the details. Uh, I am joined today by esteemed coach Jerry Block. Uh, this Ooh. is a topic. Ooh, big words there. Esteemed. <laughs> um, this is a topic that's actually fits right in his wheelhouse. He happens to be an expert on this, and so having having him participate in this and give us all the answers to all the questions that we might have just seemed natural. So, uh, Jerry, why don't you go ahead for those who may not have the pleasure of working with you, just give a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Catherine. I, you set a pretty big stage here for me. I, uh, I feel honored with those words. So I hope I can live up to the uh, <clears throat> to the expectation here, but um, I've been, for those who don't know me, I've been with um, Nolan for the last four years, had been previously with Nolan Consulting Group, going back with Andrew and Brian many years ago, 12, 13, 14 years ago. In the interim between those two time frames of when I rejoined the company, I really focused my entire energy on business development and growing relationships, and it really was my job. Um, I, in essence, that was my role. I worked in the wealth management field. Uh, I became impassioned with the whole process of business development and um, just enjoy every part of it. So hopefully as we go throughout the day, I'll be able to afford some of my learning knowledge that I picked up along the way over the last eight or 10 years um, and hopefully benefit people as, as we go forward. That's great. Just so you know, Jerry, I always refer to you as the one who got away. And then when you came back, it was like, great, now here he is, the one that got away. So we're so glad. Um, all right. I, you know, I think that this, this topic at this time of year is pretty vital to most of our business owners. Uh, we're either engaged in planning for 2021 in terms of budgeting, or we're focusing on understanding the big rocks that we've completed and what we might need to add to our big rock list for next year. And this topic has come up a lot with some of the businesses that I coach. What really is the difference between a salesperson and a business development person? And why is the difference critical now? There's a, there's a lot of difference, I think, uh, Catherine, between the two. And although, and I'll make a caveat here, I always believe a sales individual, salesperson should always be developing business as well. Um, cause I always ask uh, the question, what would happen if the leads just stopped? Where would you go? What would you do? Um, but business development is, is maybe more of a longer term commitment. Um, it's really developing opportunities that right now don't exist in the company, 
um, because there's not enough time, there's not enough people, there's not enough energy given to new markets, new ideas, new people, new targets. Uh, and although their roles are very similar in how they approach it, uh, the bottom line is that the business development person probably is spending much more time on bond and rapport and next step agreements in the process versus a sales rep going through the entire process. Uh, what are that, what are that I mean, in developing those relationships, they have to get to know people um, and really understand them to a degree which might be a little bit more um, intense than just making a sale. Um, I, I think both of them, from the standpoint, if you look at disc profiles, uh, a higher eye for a business development person would be critically important because they have to have self-confidence, they have to be able to talk to people, they have to feel comfortable in their own skin. Wouldn't want to think you want a real high D because they don't want them overpowering or running through people, uh, but also some, some C in the sense of details, follow-up, some of the basic administrative things I think that would be critical in, in developing a business. You, know, you, you mentioned that high D, and I think you know, we've become pretty ingrained in the Nolan Consulting Group. Sales is a high D, high I profile. This is a little different. And there's something about needing to massage a relationship in order to get to a $250,000 sale that isn't there at a $5,000 level where you are just saying, can we close it or not, right? Correct. Correct. Right. I think the, the, the big difference, I think, too, in business development versus a sales lead or whatever, in business development, it's really a question of who knows you, not who do you know. Um, you want people in developing business opportunities to be able to tell your story. They need to know about you, what you do. They need to know about your company. If you and I, Catherine, as we are, um, great relationship, we bonded and rapport, we know each other quite well, I can tell your story as well as you could tell mine. That's really the critical component in business development. Can you tell you, can you tell the same story about the person you're trying to bring into the fold and can take can they tell your story when you're not there? And that's a real big difference. It's not a transaction, it's a longer term opportunity. You and I were talking about this with respect to, you know, oftentimes business owners, they are doing this naturally because the business is something that they've created and they don't even maybe understand it, it actually is a discipline. It's something that can be learned and structured and it, and it can be transferred to somebody who's in a business development role. It doesn't have to be all stuck in a business owner's realm of responsibility, right? Oh, absolutely not. I, I really believe, and I think I might've said it, the salesperson should be business developing along the way as well. Um, and the, I, I think to your point, most owners just end up doing a great job of business development because of who they are, right? But a business owner, I think is critically important, might develop opportunities, might develop relationships at a different level than a sales rep might, at a different level than possibly a marketing manager might, in the sense that it, they might have more familiarity with a, a CEO to a CEO, president to a president, a president to a vice president, where they, where they have some commonality in what goes on in their day and in and, and their life, um, versus potentially having that relationship with a supervisor, a president to a supervisor, where that might be more in tune with where a sales rep would have, have a communication. Um, so 
it's the same concept, but, and it is happening naturally and really, really um, can be learned. There's no, there's not even a question about it. Um, right. You know, just understanding how, how to go about things and, and, and reading and, and researching and then, you know, failing as well as succeeding along the way. You know, what have you learned today? I love failure. Um, tell me about, you know, those businesses that we coach that are maybe not financially ready for the full ticket of a business development person. Um, how can they establish this as a discipline? I think you could, you could um, basically take a sales rep in this role and make it truly part of their function and, and providing them opportunity to do it from that standpoint. Um, you also, I think, could instill the whole concept within your organization, within your company, within everyone there. Everyone in a company can build relationships, right? And can build business opportunities just through getting to know people, extending themselves, looking at get involved in groups and in charities, et cetera. So I think that whole culture of developing the storyline and the um, relationships certainly can be learned and can be part of their overall culture. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, you know, I'm always saying that to people that I work with. The person who is making your accounts receivable calls to the property owner's office, the tenor that they set has a pretty significant impact on whether or not you're going to do future business, right? So if couldn't agree more. Everybody's <laughs> engaged in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's sort of like everyone in the organization is a sales rep. Everyone in the organization is a culture builder for people outside of, of, of who they and what they work for. So absolutely could not agree more. There, every opportunity you get is an opportunity to, to build a bond and build a, you know, a bridge from one, one point to another. Again, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I mentioned that before. And I think that's just a right. critical component to all this. Right, right. Now, so these businesses, some of these businesses, I mean, certainly some, uh, some of the businesses we're coaching are looking at a business development person solely and exclusively. Um, but I, I'm looking at, you know, a business that maybe, maybe it's a $2 million business and they can't yet afford it. And so, how do we look at that salesperson and say, we now need you to work on these behaviors? What, what, do you, what would you suggest a business owner do there? I think, you know, the, this, this question comes up, I think, regularly with the addition of a new 100% business development person, as well as how do I work in the sales rep to that uh, point, Catherine? And I think one of the ways is you, you build in um, uh, metrics, right? What might a metric look like? You know, how many new um, uh, uh, people have you brought into the fold uh, from the standpoint of they're not clients, but they're others that are now in your CRM system? Um, how many new organizations have the, has a sales rep or business development person um, joined since they came on board. What relationships have come out of that? Um, I think the other way is look, looking at spe specifying target accounts. Have the target accounts been quote unquote infiltrated? 
is a relationship with it target account. Um, these are ways to measure activity outside of making a sales call. And I think with that in mind, you have something from which to measure the effectiveness of a new, of a new business development person. I'm going to go on a digression for a second because I think this is important too, but the business development person and the business development itself, if a sales rep is doing it or someone else in the organization, it's a longer term process. Um, it is not a process which, which is going to potentially contribute to the bottom line overnight. It could, and that's the ideal situation. But let's just put this in perspective of a new business development person. I know I'm digressing a bit, but I think this sort of plays into it a little bit. A person that comes in and joins your company as business development um, has a past identity, a past life. They worked for another company. They had relationships that could that they attributed to their past professional career and or personal. And now they're coming into a new company and they have to reintroduce all of their potential new business development uh, relationships to the new company, to their new role. Why should, should uh, we continue our relationship? What value is there? Some of the people may not really fall into it the way that other, that they did when the other person had the other identity with the company that they previously had been with. So, I think that long-term uh, thought process with business development is really critical. And I can ask another question, but how, what does that mean long-term? Is it two months, six months, 12 months? Uh, I don't think there's an answer for that. It depends on the person, the market. Um, and I think using some metrics to really determine the kind of activity taking place and the potential that results that can come from that is really the critical component of business development, not only for a sales rep who's doing it part-time, but also for a full-time business development person. Right. You, you know, we were, um, one of the things that I've, I found so insightful that you had said was uh, um, a salesperson is going to have an immediate impact on the field's productivity, not with a business developer. And that's oftentimes something a business owner misses that, I'm going to hire this person. They're going to cost me, you know, $90,000 all in. I want to see something next month. And that isn't really the case. <laughs> that, that's so true. Um, it just is, it's not realistic for that to happen. Um, but I think over time, again, to that point, Catherine, it, it's really the point of what inroads are they making that had not been done before? And that really can be measured. That, that can be measured without question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we talked about organizations, also charities. What other charities or uh, events outside um, are people getting involved with and how are they bringing that into the company, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it's, it's rough to say, okay, cash going out the door, but none coming in. Um, we all, we all feel that. Right. And, and that's a, a common game. conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long game. It's a long game. But yeah. I, you know, I, you mentioned something Jerry earlier that I think is important. Most of the businesses that we're working with have some kind of a CRM. There are ways to set up your CRM so that you are tracking activities so that you're setting reminders so that you're, you as a business owner can um, understand and follow up how many additional leads have been put in, as you were mentioning. Um, you know, when we, when we look at a salesperson's training, that's often what we're thinking about too, is what does a prospecting plan look like? And we're very clear 
what a prospecting plan should look like. How many phone calls? How often should you be doing this? What is, keep using that word discipline, but really what is the discipline around it? Because, you know, you could say to somebody, whether it's a brand new business development person or it's going to be somebody that you need to be focusing on. It's winter time, right? We're waging the war on winter. I need you to um, spend some time prospecting, but that's loose. That's, that's really <laughs> loose. <Well-defined. laughs> that's really loose. And, and to that point too, <clears throat> there really does need to be a plan. And I'll just go meet people. No, no, there's, there has to be targets and organizations and what you're looking for. And there really should be a plan for business development, uh, you know, mapped out month to month to month. What am I doing? What am I contacting these people? What am I going to say to them? Am I bringing them new information? Am I just saying hi? Uh, how can I add value to what they're doing? And I think that that's a big deal. Um, the, the key with starting the relationship is really, you should not go into it thinking, what can I get out of this person? It should be, what can I give to that person? There's givers and takers. You find out very quickly who the givers and takers are. And the givers and takers is a way for you to determine, should I continue trying to develop this relationship? Is it a two-way street at this point? Or am I giving everything and they're not giving back after me uh, opening the door to, to add some value for them initially? And so if you look at a sales rep, um, you know they're working from lead to lead to lead to lead, follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Um, business development is a plan which is not quite as concise and really needs to take extra time in developing. Who are my targets, right? What new organizations am I going after? How will I get to them? What charities might I want to get involved with to spread the word about what we care about as an organization and what I care personally about an organization? Who would I talk to? How should I talk to them? How can I approach them? How can I get to know other board members? So there's a whole plan around um, activities and really is a a monthly calendar. You almost should know what you're doing on a monthly basis, week to week to week, built built upon your plan. Jerry, it sounds like you're a business coach and you should be telling people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is one, uh, to your point, and you said earlier in this, in in this uh, conversation, Catherine, but this is really a conversation which comes up often with business owners, Mm -hmm. right? You know, what can we do? How do I do it? Um, and it's no different than building your business. You know, what, what is your plan? How are you going about doing it? What's your next position you're going to fill? What has to be the criteria for that? It's no different in developing a prospecting plan and approach to the business. It's, it's just as critical um, as it is to figure out your financial plan or it is from your how many feet on the street you need, um, so it, it, it is a big deal. It, it takes time. It takes time. So I'm going to just um, mention there were very four very specific behaviors that you have identified already that, I, that I'm just going to make sure that I sum up for the listeners. The behaviors are somebody who can do uh, pretty significant planning. Um, also being able to forecast. So this is not a, not a, six week out forecast, but a 12 month out forecast uh, so that you can work with the business owner and understand what the production needs are. Bond and rapport, not to diminish that bond and rapport, right? You've, you've got to be able to, this is, a, this is a smooth 
experience, right? This is this is about charisma and influence. It's about going in and setting the table, and like you were like you were saying, understanding really what the needs are. Um, but then also being intuitive, or maybe not intuitive, being structured about where it is that you want to look for a future potential client. Are they medical offices that you've got a you've got a really great overnight crew that you could do medical offices? Is it um, oh, is it is it um, childcare situations where you might be able to do blister some really significant work between November and um, January 1st, you know, like think about what it is that the team has. And now this business development person can identify customers that fit your needs, which, which is really important. So pretty, four pretty key skills there that I think are important. I, I'd agree hundred percent. And the other thing too, in that planning to, to that point, looking at um, the target accounts, the target approach to it, the next, you also have to think about if you are doing some marketing, um, are you marketing to who you want this business development person to go after? Or if not, how do you change that, right? Is there a social media approach to it? Should that be part of your planning? And the reason I bring it up is yes, it should be. Um, you know, again, this month we're going to have something that focuses to your point on medical offices. And next month we're going to focus on something that caters to um, uh, possibly warehouses, whatever the situation is. So there, there's, there's a lot of plan in there. I think you nailed it though, with, with those four things, behaviors that definitely, and I don't want to underscore or overscore, but the bond rapport part of this, which is true in all sales development opportunities, right? But the bond and rapport part of business development is by far the most important. There, there's no second fiddle to that you know it's building that trust it's the same thing as a sales process and there's always the next step agreement you know what can you expect from me now that we've developed a relationship when will we see each other again what's most important to you and that and that next time we get together kind of approach to things um but you know you're not closing them for business um you're not really as much as setting the table other than letting them know who and what and why you who you are and what's taking place. So there's a little bit of change there, um, but the bond rapport drives the game, drives the game. You mentioned something earlier too, Jerry, that I think is important and, and one that, one that um, I would venture to say one of our businesses are good at, but not everybody. And that is understanding the desires and interests of your employee or team members and hitting the charities that might be associated with them. Um, again, this is a situation where you might not see a very direct correlation between the work that you put out or the effort that you put out and the work that you derive from it, but it is part of business development, going out and supporting something on behalf of a team member and getting one or two or 10 jobs trickle in as a result of that. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. And I'll give you a personal, uh, personal story on that one. I think it's great, Catherine. I literally knew who and what charities I wanted to get involved in during the time I was really, really focused on business development. And I got involved in a couple of boards. And in all honesty, I got I, for the I was in wealth management at that time, but I got two pieces of business from relationships I had developed from being on those those boards, right? Because people got to know me and. 
um, they had a trust in me because we we're all working on the same um, level as far as trying to, you know, change the world with the charities that we right. were involved with. And um, it, it absolutely, it just transpires that way. Um, they'll think of you first when it comes time to uh, paint a house or have their landscaping done or have a new roof put on. And they know you, they see you regularly. You have a commonality in your goals in life and it all comes together and right. you didn't have to sell them. You right. didn't have to sell them. <laughs> you didn't have to sell them. Uh, right. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the, uh, you know, the, the businesses who do, you know, supporting juvenile diabetes, how could that possibly turn into a job? But it does. Really. Oh yeah. That's, that's the important piece of it. We don't do or suggest uh, that kind of community effort simply to make the world a better place, although that is a benefit, um, but because it helps you and your business and shouldn't be under undersold. Yeah, I agreed. It can be a huge impact um, and involves you in areas you never would have gotten into before. Yeah. Pe with people you never would have met before. Right. So I'm envisioning, you know, fancy dinner parties or, you know, cocktail events or whatever. There's some money to be spent there. You know, what is it that a business owner should be prepared for when they are maybe at the place that they're pulling the trigger on a, on a business development person? So now we're not talking about somebody part-time where you've already got a budget created, but new person, what are we talking about? From a standpoint of? Money. Oh, like uh, golfing <laughs> outings and cocktail parties. And, yeah, you know. there has to there has to be some kind. Well, in today's world, it's a little different, right? But well, let's, yes. let's move past that, right? Um, first off, the salary, right? Depending on the market, what's realistic? I don't know, seventy to ninety thousand. That might be a realistic number. But couple that with okay, I now need some kind of money, quote unquote, to your point of continuing to develop it. So do I need money for golf outings? Do I need money for um, going to dinners? Do I need uh, money for lunches for people I wanna meet? What's realistic? What is, is needed? I think there has to be an establishment. Again, this is a long-term play. It is without question, initially a, a drain, quote unquote, on the cash of the company. Uh, let's be honest about it if the person is not gonna bring in you know, revenue right away, but that has to be part of the acceptance of this for sure. Um, right. As you budget for everything else in the company, you have to budget for the entertainment side. It could go into the marketing budget, whatever. But yeah, that's a big point, Catherine. I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Um, I want, you know, I want our, our business owners to go in eyes wide open. Um, it's, it's money, worthwhile money for sure. No question. Uh, of course, you've alluded to the fact that there are maybe some accommodations that we might need to make with COVID. Um, what are some of the, you know, workarounds that you've either seen or are thinking about with regards to establishing these relationships in this in this COVID Zoom world that we live in? Well, I think there's a couple of things you could look at. First off, everyone's having virtual meetings, right? So that's not a question of you not being able to communicate virtually with let's say new organizations, maybe a chamber of commerce you haven't been involved with or a charity or whatever, <clears throat> you then see people on the screen, you know who's probably involved in the meeting. Um, business development would be the same thing. Why not 
reach out to them once you know who they are on, on, and take that approach versus having to be personally in front of them. Uh, that's no different. Um, take names and numbers and, and follow up accordingly. I think there's other things you could do also in this virtual world. Think of things such as what could you co-sponsor with a vendor? What could you co-sponsor with another service organization in the area where you could do a virtual presentation on something that would be of interest to the marketplace? Um, what can you do not only with your vendors, but also with um, personal friends from the standpoint of having something of interest to um, do virtually? Uh, so, so there's things you could do and should not be inhibited by the virtual side of things. It's so much part of what we do right now. I would treat it very much the same way. It just takes a little more work, a little more energy. Uh, and, uh, but from the standpoint of the things you can do, it's always about co-sponsoring, bringing more ideas together, working together, collaborating on new ideas, uh, and bringing it to light to others th through the same media you would use normally. Email right. invitations, text in invitations, personal phone calls, personal letters, uh, all that plays into it. I'm, I'm reminded of identity role training here is, is really about the role. And the role requires that you maybe do a little bit more, try a little bit harder because the bond and report isn't as easy when you are, you know, not in front of somebody or when you're on a camera, but it's about getting in role. Yeah. Get all, this is what's required of the job. The, re, the job requires that I do X. And so therefore I will do X. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and it is a different role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it, it re, is different, but that does not mean that there's not opportunity. No. Uh, it does not mean you cannot develop relationships just because you can't be in front of a person, shake their hand and give them a hug. Right. Um, there are ways to get around it and, um, if the best is the virtual, then you conduct all your phone calls via Zoom versus leaving voicemails. Um, you know, you, you uh, uh, have an opportunity to have, take a walk, right? Be outside if, if you can. So yeah, there, there's opportunities. You just have to be a little bit creative in, in how you're doing it, how you're approaching it. Right, right. Well, Jerry, what, what, what have we not talked about? What have we not hit that's important in this, you know, business development world? The weather. We haven't talked about the weather. The weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that the key is we, we've, you know, the key is understanding it's a long-term commitment. Uh, it's a, it's, there's certain traits that, that would make it somewhat different than a salesperson. Um, there are needs to have a, absolute business plan in place to, for that person to be successful. The whole company can be involved in that culture and that whole thought process of development. I think, I think we talked a, a lot about things that can be done. And then the next idea and thought process, okay, how do, you, how, do you, how do you do it? How do you put together the plan? What does it look like? Um, what's the best way to approach people? How do you talk to them? Um, what are the kind of questions you can ask? I mean, there's a whole how to do it kind of approach to it. Um, where I think we've sort of focused on maybe the 10,000 foot level as far as just the basics of business development in essence. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I know that this is going to be something that uh, people will refer to. It is important as we look at the next year's planning, both budget and big rock wise, 
uh, I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any further questions about this and want to maybe explore that idea, please let any let your coach know. You can reach out to Jerry or I um, specifically. As you can see, we're both passionate about this and um, we'd like to help you be successful in whatever decision you make that's best for business. Absolutely. Catherine, enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's always Thank fun. You. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm located outside Philadelphia, PA. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.